East and West with Mario and Les, with your hosts Leslie Russo and Mario Kiki. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of East and West with Mario and Les. I, of course, am Les at Mommy Roo on Twitter and my co-host is... At Mario Kiki. How are you, Miss Leslie? I am good. How are you? I am as good as I can be, um, given everything we've been through this week with our housewives. They put us through the ringer. But, you know, we are, they're our friends, they're our sisters and our frenemies. And so we are here to be good, good Judies and talk about them. Yes. Yes, we are. So we're going to start off with Potomac. Yes. Well, listen, I, I wanted to recap the Potomac episode, but I mean, we still will because there Mm -hmm. was some, there was some juiciness that did go down. Right. But ultimately... There's a tongue pop for y'all. Ultimately, like, the real-time update of Robin waiting to admit that Juan had an indiscretion after the reunion was filmed, Mm -hmm. I've sat there and reflected. I've been struggling with my moral fibing and my character because I'm not even upset that she got cheated on. I'm upset that she I'm upset that she didn't talk about it on the show. <laughs> I know. That is her job. Hello. And I sat there and I'm like, why am I more bothered at the fact that she didn't talk about this on the show and not the fact that it happened? But ultimately, just to give everybody a quick synopsis, um Robin, you know, they filmed the reunion. The reunion looks were fabulous, most of them. And I think that for her to wait after the reunion, she came on her podcast with her and Giselle, and she said that she hated that she's talking about it, whatever, mm-hmm. which is a which is a lie. She contradicts herself in a little bit after that. But uh, she did admit that a woman reached out to Juan through Instagram. Right. She told him that she loved her and Giselle. Robin is just talking in circles. And a part of me, the real human side of me is like, I feel bad for her because the way she's just covering for him because on her show, she kept saying, well, he's not asking her to come. He's not entertaining. He didn't pay for her flight. I saw mm-hmm. I saw that he didn't pay her flight. And I'm just like, so you believe him at this point. You still believe everything. He's After he's admitting to you that he lied again, Yeah, you're still believing. And so this receipt went viral on uh-huh. TikTok. And her quote said, he said he felt bad for her. And he went into the hotel put his debit card down and left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not laughing at her pain. I'm just having a nervous I, I, Was she born yesterday? And you know what? Laugh at her pain because I don't think she cares. And this is what's so sad. She has normalized this type of treatment from this man. Uh-huh. There is no dick that good. I'm sorry. Like, this is a beautiful <laughs> woman. This is a beautiful woman. She's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. She's gorgeous. She's, uh, oh, and it's not even yeah, about go looks, live your but, life. She's young. Listen, she's beautiful. Like she's young. Have she's somebody beautiful. that will treat you she, well. The idea that she pushed off her wedding because of this, only to marry him after everything. Anyway. Anyway, mm-hmm. is 
jarring but not surprising given her history with Juan because and then I think it did give us more insight as to why she was adding that um infidelity clause on the show or she was trying to add the infidelity uh-huh. clause on the show that's true I didn't even think about that yep you're right and then what frustrated me as a viewer is the fact that um they Giselle you know brought it up and they were like oh well she Giselle asked Robin are you aren't you just giving him the attention he needs mm-hmm. by talking about it but I right. don't agree with that but then Robin says, if we want to go into season eight talking about it, we'll talk about it. I don't care. I'm not running from it. If they ask me to talk about to him about it on camera, he might ask me to kick rocks. But that's what's frustrating because it's like, okay, you can't now say, okay, now I'll talk about it on the show because you had the opportunity to address this on the show I think if she would have just head on walked in and said, this is what happened because all this happened before season seven started filming. And so the idea that they sat there and skated around and then came for Chris. Uh Now, now, now I I don't even blame Robin and Chris, Candace's husband tweeted that he doesn't blame Robin for doing what she had to do. But the fact that Giselle and Ashley colluded with her, and like came for Chris too. I know. So it, bad. It really feels like the Hunger Games and Housewife world. <laughs> and because <laughs> it's like every man for themselves. But Candace did release a statement actually right before we recorded. And she said, I'm really disappointed and hurt that we're on a show about sharing our lives. Robin is someone that I thought was honest and open about her life, as she expected and demanded each of us to be honest about our own lives. It's hurtful that she chose not to and watched my husband be dragged for lies when she had a true story to tell. I looked at her like a sister, a friend, and I thought I knew who she was. This definitely makes me question if I knew who she was. But I don't I mean, disagree. I don't disagree. And that's the thing. Like Everybody can share what they want to share, uh, ultimately. But mm-hmm. once Karen brought it up on the show... Robin rationalizes not talking about it because Karen was apparently talking about a different woman. So in Robin's brain, she's like, oh, well, I'm not going to talk about it because that's not the woman he was actually texting. I'm like, oh, my God, girl. I I don't even. Yeah. So that's why it's frustrating and redundant to even recap the episode, because in real time, everything is distracting us. And then Robin has the audacity as Ramona Singer said (laughs) Robin has the audacity to say I don't want to talk about it and give it attention but if you want it you can Mm -hmm. subscribe you can pay for my Patreon (laughs) and I will give it to you and I mean listen we're already I already pay for cable yeah we have to pay to hear this story I don't even care (laughs) enough I don't care I think he cheats on her left and right why do I need to hear this story and I Don't think that's care. why he's very hesitant to film. He's very hesitant to put himself on the show. I think that's why. But what's surprising to me is that she still married him. And I'm just I like, I know you had well, every opportunity to not marry him uh-huh. after this. Like, how can you put yourself? Uh, do why would you, you legally bind yourself to him again? Oh, my God. Exactly. It and makes so, no sense to me. 
that was just the real-time update. I did see yesterday that Andy Cohen added 30 minutes to part three of the reunion. Yes. Because I assumed... Now, when you're Bravo historians like me and you, mm-hmm. we know we are well-versed in how production's going to feel, how the network's going to react. We think about more than just what we're seeing on the show. Mm-hmm. So when Robin said all of this, my brain went to, oh, my God, Bravo is going to be pissed that she didn't talk about this on the reunion. Of course. And so for Andy to reach out to her and be like, uh-uh, you better come back and answer these questions. which I I appreciate, but I wish she would have had to answer all the questions in front of everybody in else. In front of the other ladies, exactly. Exactly. I hope and, some, yeah, like FaceTime Karen. I don't care. We have technology. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, remember the Zoom reunions during COVID? Oh, good, I mean, they oh, should have Lord. done I'm that. Triggered. I just, it, it's, it's so frustrating. And I, I tweeted that I hope Robin gets at least a demotion, like a slap on the wrist for this, because she cannot... That was a big reveal to not. Bring I know on the show. to not like bring that. on the show. I mean, you're on the show, so nobody's expecting you in real life to It'd talk be about diff- all of that to everybody. If, but if she would have just sat there and kept denying, 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 fine. Uh huh. But the but the fact that she waited for after the reunion right. and then goes and does that shit, I'm like, oh my god, what? And then she's been on the show for, it's not like she's a first year housewife. Like you've been on the show for seven seasons. She knows how it works. Yeah. You know, damn well, you know, damn. It's almost like if Giselle admitted everything Monique said was true after Mm -hmm. the reunion. Right. Exactly. And then we didn't get any like. But that's why Giselle, that's why Giselle is a little smarter in the housewife's world than Robin because Giselle has never done this type of rookie mistake, but. I, I don't know if Robin, I'm curious to see what's going to happen next season. People are saying this could be a, a season eight storyline, but at this point, I don't I'm, care. I, I, yeah, at this point, I don't care. At this point, I'm upset with her because she, she, I feel betrayed by her. <laughs> I know I do too. And the thing is, yes, it could be a season eight storyline, but there's so much time in between. And if we don't care now, why are we going to care then? Exactly. And We're at not. this point. I don't trust her to tell the truth anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, and listen, not that these women, it's, I always fluctuate. I'm just like, why do I take this so seriously? I don't right. care. That's something I can explore with my therapist, but these <laughs> are my friends in my head. And that's my truth. So the fact that my friend would sit there and lie to me. <laughs> now, I know. Well, we are the viewers. The only reason that the housewives are successful is because of us. If nobody was watching them or blogging about them or podcasting about them or tweeting about them, what what would it be? Nothing. Exactly. And that's why, like, you either own it or you don't. And that's mm-hmm. why I, I would prefer the mystery of somebody not confirming shit if you're not going to talk about it on the yeah. platform that you're supposed to talk about Me it. Me too. In. So that's why I, I had every intention to recap Potomac, but we still can go over the rest of this um, really quickly since the real time yeah. stuff has the only other big thing that happened this week was um, they planned a bachelorette party for Kim, or for Robin, the liar for Robin. and right. said that um, now I feel bad calling her a liar because her man is a piece of crap. So it should be. He's got alleged other problems anyway, exactly. so, which we ooh, won't discuss yet. Not legally anyway. So um, once Energy. I get clear, 
Once we get clearance from our attorney, we'll be able to. No, <laughs> Darren. Darren. Paging Mr. Darren. Uh, but no, they go to a strip club. Um, I think that the strip club scene was fun. It was fine. What was interesting or funny to me is that Robin did not want to invite Wendy and Karen, but then they right. spent the entire time talking about Karen, which is real life for me because yeah. it's it felt very real and genuine. But to me, it's like, okay, if you don't like this bitch, bring her on and fight on camera then because that's what we're right. here for. That's what we want to see. In real life, yes, I would not invite a bitch I don't like and maybe gossip about her. But come on. Like, if you want to accuse Karen... Now, do you actually believe that mm -hmm. Karen... And I've had a lot of time to reflect this week because I sat in a lot of meetings just thinking about these women. And so <laughs> as I sat there, I'm like, even if it's Karen or Ashley or Mia, even if they want to spread their legs to whoever they feel like it, mm -hmm. what is the problem? Like if Karen does indeed have a Mr. Blue Eyes, or if Mia and Gordon have an open marriage or they fuck whoever they want to fuck, why are we still... Now, granted, if this was 2013 or 2003 when we weren't as progressively and we were... Mm -hmm. and, and it was easier to slut-shame without sitting mm -hmm. down and reflect. But right. now it, it all feels very slut-shamey and it feels very dirty. And to me, it's like, if it's not for me, fine. But to sit there and weaponize the fact that Karen or anybody on the show wants to spread their legs to somebody else that's not their husband. Why is that some sort of vilified approach now? Because Sharice, of all people, Sharice, mm -hmm. aka Sharice, aka Eeyore, who brings down the mood whenever <laughs> she's on screen. I don't Sharice. How she was an OG is beyond me. That's how you know that casting had it wrong right now. Time. But Sharice claims to have never aired Karen shit, but now she's willing to let everything commence. I feel Charisse, she's making some of it up. Exactly. And so Cherie says that Karen had to have a driver because she lost her license and her designated driver was none other than Mr. Blue Eyes. Mm -hmm. She said that Ray even allegedly had all her Karen's cheated investigated, but the private investigator found no merit. merit. Okay. And then Cherie says that Karen would sleep with guys at the bar in the bathroom. Like waiters at restaurants. Really? Really? <laughs> First of all, even if she did, I I would sit there and be like, okay. Yeah. And whatever. Okay, you don't like her and Right. Like what so, I mean, why is it her up to her to air that to everyone? Like she's clearly just trying to embarrass Karen. I know mm -hmm. how and I know don't come for me. I know how these shows work. I know that it's formulaically Sharice is following the pattern of slandering exactly. her co-star, but this is such a reach to sit there and say she sleeps around. I'm like, okay, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> so I it's don't, like, but I know you don't, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, right. oh, but right. I'm like, so what's the big deal? Right. To me. And it's like, even I tried to think of a different way. I'm just like, well, what if it was a housewife that I liked? I think I would mm -hmm. be disappointed if a housewife I liked would do the same thing. Like if it was somebody like if Kyle Richards sat there and sat said, oh, well, she cheats on her husband and she's a slut. And but, like, I would be so disappointed in Kyle because it's like, why are you shaming anybody? Like, that's why these type of fights, right. these type of arguments on the show and it happens on Potomac 
often where they mm-hmm. just say she's a slut or they don't even use the word but they just say oh she's she cheats on her husband and it's like oh she sleeps around and I'm just like are we still and how do they like that's like the only thing they can come up with half the time and like where are they getting this information nothing's ever been proven about Karen that I've seen exactly and Karen is when it within her rights to just deny it and Mm -hmm. but she's going to deny it because of course I don't, I personally don't believe it, but to me, it's like, but the way the women come across and it's a weird thing to even comment on, but it's like the women that are sitting there dragging her are the ones that are not married, which is okay. Mm -hmm. If you're not married, I'm right. Of course. I'm going to clarify because not having a husband is also weaponized a lot, but I'm I'm just saying they're not like Sharice is divorced. Giselle's been through Pastor Holy Whore. Yeah, with her fake relationship two seasons ago with him. Exactly. Who are they to talk? And then Juan is out there doing paying for random women's Mm -hmm. hotel rooms. So the fact that they three want to sit there and come for Karen's marriage, it's like okay, yeah, they're the moral majority. Like all of a sudden, I, I. it's ridiculous. I'm like, y'all sound absolutely ridiculous because we know that you're coming for Karen just to distract from your own mess. Of course. And it's it's tired and it's exhausting to sit there and see. And that's why I saw the trailer for the reunion. And I do Mm -hmm. see that, that Candace tells Giselle, like girl, every season you use somebody else on this show for a storyline. So we are seven seasons in and we're finally able to break the fourth wall and say, Giselle, we see right through you. It's nice. tired. It's old. And a part of me hopes that Robin gets demoted just so we can see Giselle without Robin. Mm-hmm. Because Giselle is the one that sent Robin the picture of the alleged picture of Robin's back fat to the group. So it's like if Giselle wanted to weaponize it, she could have, but she knows she's not stupid. Like Giselle's very smart in terms mm-hmm. of the housewife chess games. But mm-hmm. as an audience member, it does get old and yeah, it does it's get exhausting tired. it's exhausting uh-huh. i'm gonna you know i love lisa rinna but we saw what she was doing every season we saw that she was repeating the same formula right like enough enough it's and the same it's with like, brandy when brandy was on she was absolutely exhausting and that's why it's like okay maybe we do need to break from one of them i don't even mm-hmm. hate them like i don't hate any no, of them not at all and so but it's just so tiring at this point and so Next week is the season finale, so Robin yes, tells her parents that she's going to get married in Jamaica, Jamaica. Mm-hmm. I said it in Spanish. Um, <laughs> Jamaica. Jamaica. And then Mia tells Karen that Sharice has outed whore as the grand whore of Potomac. <laughs> I mean. The grand whore. I would wear that badge proudly. The fact that, you know, if if that many people wanted to sleep with me, I'd be like, thank you. I'm so flattered. Right. Thank exactly. you. Please keep spreading my rumors. The, the way you play. Hall. But that's all I had for Potomac. I mean, nothing else really happened. They had their fun bachelorette party. Um, I did appreciate seeing Wendy film a segment on MSNBC about Roe v. Wade. Yes. And same. Wendy... Wendy must have to love the attention that the show gives her, but is it really worth it when it causes her to lose credibility in that type of work? Because that's right, important. exactly. That's, that's I, actually I important work. So right, I agree, and I wonder how. I wonder if she has lost any, like, not credibility, but like, if they don't interview her as much anymore. Like, I wonder. It'd be interesting I just, to find out. I don't know. Yeah, because I don't think big network mainstream television wants to have anybody that's sitting there getting drinks thrown at her and like 
Right. Luckily, MSNBC it, is the same company. So I know. So they're probably like, fine, we'll get you on here. But, um, you know, she does go to John Hopkins. Like, remember earlier this season, they John Hopkins, or there was a disclaimer saying this show has nothing to do with John Hopkins. <laughs> right. Exactly. I know. That had to have been embarrassing. Oh, I'm sure. I did read, since we're still talking about Potomac, I did read a little gossip this week that um, Ashley apparently reveals in the reunion that she is not getting alimony from Michael based on their prenup. It basically leaves her high and dry. Oh, good Lord. I mean, that sounds good. I mean, she'll get child support for her kids, but I guess she has a job, but still. Why would you sign that? (laughs) I know. Why? Or at least negotiate something that you get a little something. I mean, you don't know how long you're going to be married for and what your situation's going to be. I'm surprised he wouldn't just give her anything also. Yeah, he's such a, that's another, I love when Candace, I love when Callum, uh, when uh, Candace called him Gollum this week. But (laughs) I mean, ugh, I just, Sure, Jan, that's all I can say. I mean, I I'm curious to see what season eight will bring at this point, just because yeah. Robin should have at least waited for the reunion to air before uh-huh. she did all this, because now everybody's so focused on the real time, because the trailer was exciting, but not as exciting knowing what we know now. You know I what know. I mean? So it's like, girl, at I'm least be more. Like, I wonder if she got like slapped on the wrist by Bravo uh, for that. You know there was a conference call. Yeah, oh, <laughs> for sure. I'm sure of it. Oh, speaking of gossip, did you see that Nene Leakes uh, was a she was a guest co-host on the Breakfast Club, and she said that Robin Dixon was quote not famous. The Real Housewife franchise is quote starless. <laughs> oh my God, Nene! She when said these she, girls. Will she ever stop? She's like, these girls on these shows are just not stars. Like, if you really look at it, all of the stars that were any of these franchises, they took them off. And everybody that's left is starless. And I'm like, girl, you're just talking about yourself because. Exactly. Well, the ones they end up taking off are the ones that are polarizing and exhausting by the end of, you know, five seasons. that can't get along with the others that cause so much trouble that it's not watchable anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I see her point, the fact that, I don't think that the Potomac girls are stars, quote unquote, but no, no, but I think it, she just comes off like a hater mm-hmm. and cause she's Always. not on the show anymore. Um, she said that she does agree or she gave candy her flowers and said, she does, you know, candy's famous. Um, right. Okay. She said, everybody else, I just don't see it. There are other, I don't know what the word star is for her, but some of the girls are famous within their right. Um, you know, Lisa Renner yeah. was famous before she joined. This I think true. Bethany Frankel's pretty famous. Yeah. Um, and then Kyle Richards was in the new Halloween movies. Uh-huh. So you have these people that are quote unquote stars, but right. Nuni did confirm though that they should not ask her, stop asking her if she's coming back. She says she's cool with the girls that are on the show. She has no more interest in being on the show. Um, but other than that, she's just pretty much done. I think that has to do with her lawsuit that, you know, she sued them. And the uh, another piece of gossip I heard was that she settled for all these millions of dollars. So, and that's where we're at with Potomac. I think that it is what it is at this point. I hope Robin's in trouble a little bit. And Team Candace, I should have seen Candace for the real queen she was years ago. But 
we are where we're at. We definitely are. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see next season what happens if they shake it up at all. But I don't know. I don't know. All right. So we are going to take a break. And when we get back, we are going to discuss Salt Lake Reunion Part 2. See you in a second. Are you looking for an alternative to low-quality store-bought dog treats? I know I was because traditional dog treats are packed with fillers and preservatives, both of which are unhealthy for your dog. I started feeding my dogs fresh human-grade food and they could no longer tolerate any grocery store treats. So I decided to make my own and that's when Three Sisters Bakery was born. Our treats are all natural, organic, and filled with healthy, fresh ingredients for your best friend. Your bestie deserves so much better. So visit us on Instagram at Three Sisters Bakery One. We ship anywhere in the U.S. and deliver locally in Miami. It's easy to order. Just send us a DM at Three Sisters Bakery One. Hey, everybody. Welcome back uh, to East and West with Mario and Les. It is time for us to discuss Salt Lake City Reunion Part 2. Thank God it was only two parts. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Like when Andy said, oh, like at the end when he was like, all right, you know, it wasn't that bad. I was so happy. I was like, don't let there be a third part, please. I'm like, what are we going to talk about in part three? Like we were nothing. We were scrapping the bottom of the barrel here at part two. For this one. I know. know. But, you know, I think that... um, what impacted this season was Jen's trial being pushed back so much because yeah, they sure. rushed into production, assuming that she was going to go to trial during the show. And I think they mm-hmm. had this whole narrative plan like, oh, she'll go to trial. She'll be found guilty, whatever. But everything just got pushed back. So that sort of went against their um, in their vision of, oh, mm-hmm. OK, right. But what do you what stands out for you from part two? Uh, the things that stood out for me is that Heather, again, is just so all over the place. I felt like everything that she says is a deflection or an excuse when Whitney was like calling her out on certain things that she said. Um, and they even show the footage where I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. It was, they were in a restaurant and she was saying something about how, was it that she, God, I should have written this down. It was something about Jen and and their friendship and oh, the, having like when, a block. When Heather felt or when Whitney felt that Heather dismissed her trauma. Yes, yes, or, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then at the reunion, she's saying, Well, we never even talked about it. Well, yes, you did. Yeah, yes, well, you did. Whitney tried to talk about it. And yeah. I think Whitney is salty with Heather because Heather called it, and this is fucked up. I have a nervous laugh. But Heather called her journey childish, foolish, and sloppy. I know. I mean, how do you say that to somebody that's supposed to be like such a good friend of yours? I mean, that's a real trauma if it's true, which allegedly I guess it is. So, yeah, I get Whitney's point of view. Um, I think that everybody processes trauma on their own time, but when you're on a reality show, you're also on a schedule. And so the fact, exactly. I mean, I'm just, I'm just keeping it's it real. The truth. <laughs> it's just the truth. Yeah. I'm just keeping it real. The fact that her trauma was addressed um, 
when season three started filming, to me, it tells me, okay, she went in saying, this is what I'm going to talk about. And even though I appreciate her being so vulnerable and sharing what she went through, mm -hmm. ultimately it did feel like, okay, I'm going to talk about this because I'm filming season three. And right. then they did have that moment when Heather looked genuinely confused that Whitney was like saying all the stuff she went through and Heather's like, Oh, you did like, so it sort of right. showed the, the cracks and how close they were because to me, it's like, wow, Heather just had no idea at all. Like, you know, so. Right. And I in mean, that scene by the fire pit, she's basically telling her that she, you know, doesn't, that their relationship isn't going to be the same. Like, so, I mean, and now what I didn't like on their reunion is I, she expected like Whitney to just forgive her immediately and everything to go back, you know, go, to going back to being the same way. And when Andy asks Whitney, you know, are you ready to forgive her yet or whatever? Or are you over it? And she's like, not yet. And the look on Heather's face, well, what does she expect? Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get Whitney's side. I get that she's hurt by Heather. Um, I just, I'm still, my guard is up with Whitney more because she's the one that brought up the Lisa rumors. That is true. And it's, it's sort of just got lost in this translation because the fact that Lisa and Whitney are still so close, it's confusing to me because mm -hmm. Lisa or Whitney is the one that started everything. She's the one who essentially baited Meredith or maybe her and Meredith had an off-camera agreement to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Meredith probably didn't expect Whitney to turn around and throw her under right. the bus. And so I think that Whitney and Meredith thought they had this whole let's take down Lisa thing going mm -hmm. on. And then when Heather said, I don't know what you're talking about, Whitney was probably pissed. And so a lot of these fights are about the show, but they can't say we're fighting because we agreed to, you know, because we fight. have an alliance, right? <laughs> so I, I, brother house. I do think that eventually Lisa and Whitney are going to fight or have some sort of breakdown. Um, yeah, probably next season. But with that said, I do I, I like Lisa Barlow, and I think that me too. But I also know that I feel like her and Whitney aren't. They're just an alliance right now. And that's the problem with the Salt Lake City Girls is that they're too well-versed with the Housewife universe. And they're too well-versed right. with alliances. And They definitely cause, are. Because for Heather or for Meredith, and I'm glad that Andy called her out, for Meredith to mm -hmm. align herself with Jen Shaw after season two, writing her off completely, that was very contrived. And so for Andy to pull out the receipts, and Andy was sort of grilling her, rightfully so. Oh, yeah, um, that was... I was very proud of our Andy at yeah, that moment. Everybody was confused. Like, well, what happened? Like, cause Meredith, he asked her like after claiming mm -hmm. that you were done with her and all these stuff, like now you want right. to be her friend. Um, Meredith just talked her way out of it. And she said that Jen As is usual. a human being and everyone has a hard time figuring it out. And I'm just like, Girl. Oh, please. Yeah, she's Girl. a human being, but she also stole a lot of money from a lot of other human beings. And I don't know how you can just, you know, think that that's okay or not speak out on it. Because just like Lisa was saying, she had Jen investigated a bunch of times before they even knew any of this. Before the whole sprinter scene where Jen, you know, where the cops come on looking for Jen, Meredith had already had her investigated by then. So... I 
I know. And, and that's why I love when Andy's like, I think it's wild and that she feels that way. And yeah. he did, he did flat out ask her, like, are you scared of Jen coming after you? But I don't know what Jen has on these women. What does she if- have on them? Yeah. She's got something on Heather and, and Meredith, I think, because the blind loyalty is just astounding. And you know what? At this point, I hope she does, because otherwise they sound completely ridiculous. Because at this point, they should have just sat there and dismissed no. everything. Like, I'm, I was, I feel betrayed by, like, talk your way out I of it. I know. Girl. Talk, but, like, like discuss it. She's not there. She's going to jail. Yeah. She's not going to get you. Or oh maybe she God. might. I don't know. We don't know. Maybe she'll talk from jail. You know she's going to talk from jail. Like, that girl It's going to be a long six years for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> We are in oh, it for the boy. We are definitely, we are definitely in it from her. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't understand how she can be so upset with Lisa for just like what happened between them. And yet Jen, she just. I think because Meredith actually loves Lisa and they yeah, did have that's that. that's true. Yeah. They did have that cute moment. Um, but before that, Heather said, which was pretty interesting or a nice reveal is that Heather explained that Jen asked people on the couch for money uh, during her legal fees. And I guess Angie Harrington gave money towards Jen case. Uh-huh. Which, that uh-huh. is so thirsty. Like Angie H girl, like stop. She'll do like, anything. Oh just to have her name mentioned. God. I know. Like, I know. First, and I, that's some uh, goddamn balls to ask for money. From scammers people. are going to scam. I, I guess that's true, but my God, it, it was a cute moment in the end where, um, where uh, Lisa and Meredith, toasted and blew out their birthday candles i thought that was cute yeah and then they had they they had a cute moment where they cheers and kept their eye contact and right i'm rooting for them i honestly am like i miss them as friends and Mm -hmm. i think that a big part of their a big part of their fight is because of the show obviously because obviously if they weren't on the show meredith would have never seen the hot mic moment and um so it's it's sad that the show impacts real friendship because I think those two had like a real bond and friendship. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but it was, I did like that cute little glimmer of hope that hopefully these two can at least move on. I think next season we're going to see a lot of more of Heather versus Whitney. Um, and we're also going to yeah. see, hopefully we see Meredith and Lisa patch things up. And I hope so. I think they can get past it. They just yeah. have to get past it if they're going to. Not one of these fake makeups where they're like, oh, it's okay. And then the next week, well, you, you were saying this about me. Like, because we see that on all the other shows. You suck dick for jazz tickets. And I'm just right. like, oh, exactly. my God. Go jazz. I'm, why do we do it for free? Or I do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> um, they did discuss. Their, too. They did discuss their biggest regrets. Um, Heather said hers was staying up to party which is a stupid regret. Um, mm-hmm. Whitney Whitney wishes <laughs> she waited until she was sober, which which is, is fine. But she is disappointed that Heather doesn't regret their friendship breaking up, which, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, right. what else do you expect? Um, Meredith's regret was that she wishes she could be more clear and more careful with her words. And Lisa's like, I won't call it a regret, but I wish I had more <laughs> boundaries with Jen. And I'm like, leave it to Lisa to be so perfect. I love of Lisa. Course, she, of course. The level. The, is great. I love that. She's so perfect. <laughs> and I love her. I, I genuinely like this woman. She just drives me crazy that how perfect she is. And she's a good fighter. She's a good adversary. And she, she is. Not, 
She, she definitely is. Shit. I like but, her. She was very nice when we met her in person as well. Oh, yes. She was very, she had a few libations in her with no shade. Um, yes. She was dancing on the dance floor. She would not stop dancing to pose for our picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, girl, I'm trying to take this picture and move on with my life. There was way too many Bravo celebrities for me to. I know. And I'm still bitter about the ones that I didn't go up to. Like, why? I don't know why I didn't. I don't right. know. I, like, w- like when we ran into Karen Huger and I was just like, I'm too embarrassed. But I know. I don't. I know. And I was standing next to Josh Flagg in the lounge. And I was just like, hi, Josh Flagg. Hey. Ask him for a picture. Why? I love him. Oh, and I know we're going to talk about Miami, but when yeah. when we when we hung out with Nicole, Alexia and Marisol were like two tables away, and oh I was too yeah. I was too embarrassed to approach them. But now I'm like, oh, that's that's who Nicole was giving me the gasp about. <laughs> exactly. But we we'll get to Miami. I should have gone up to her because I went up to her at the Countess's show in the bathroom and just started talking to her. So I should have gone up to her. All right. So let's uh, get on. Any other, I was going to say any other Salt Lake City thoughts. Do you think Mary's really coming back? Oh, I don't know. That's right. It was announced this week that she's coming back as friend of what was it on page six or something or the daily news, like one of them. Yeah, page six said that Mary's coming back as a friend of allegedly, but which is controversial. Some fans it's are mad. It's so controversial because I posted in my Bravaholics group on Facebook mm-hmm. and some people were so happy because she does make for amazing television. But other she, people are like, how can they bring her back? She's a scammer. She steals money from people. She skipped the reunion. I and know. To me, I know. This woman on Twitter, or I'm assuming her gender, my apologies, but this okay. person on Twitter was very upset with me because I said, all I said, shout out to mm-hmm. Love Andy C. My girl Cindy posted <laughs> that Mary was allegedly coming back. And right. all I said was, I think Mary's funny. This girl puts on her moral badge and is like, oh, she but she steals money, but she's funny, right? Oh, how dare you support a scammer? And how is she different from Jen? So I tell this bitch, I'm like, well, Jen's been found guilty of saying stuff. You are just mm-hmm. going on. I'm like, you're just spreading gossip like we all do. So why right. And while I, I don't disagree with the fact that she probably takes money from those churchgoers that they're giving that to her willingly. And that's a church. And so it's not like yes. she's. You she know, wasn't telling them to invest in people, stuff. Or, exactly. Yeah, exactly. She's scamming a, in a different way. And it shows that Mary's at least smart enough to scam legally. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, right? Jesus but to me, Christ. it's like, anyway. Oh, speaking of page six, sorry, I'm going to pivot to Real Housewives yeah, of New York. Um, page six reported that the legacy Real Housewives of New York, which would be consisting of the OGs, is no more. They're on pause because they woman could not come to an agreement. Right, and Bravo was getting disinterested. But then Andy tweeted something completely different. Don't believe everything, everything you, read you read or hear. And then hashtags Roni legacy. Legacy. So. What's hilarious to me is that after all that was leaked by clearly, I want to blame Luann because she's the one who even had a, a picture on page six, reading page six. So I think Luann was out there <laughs> talking Dorinda. to page six or yeah. Dorinda. But what I found hilarious is that Luann, Dorinda and Ramona went out to lunch and posted it all over social media. I know. Because that article was blaming Jill Zarin. So I'm like, these women <laughs> are blaming Jill Zarin. And now they're out to lunch. Like, haha. And so at this point, uh, I don't even, I'm like, I was never really excited about the two split shows. I because, thought it was a little weird. I mean, obviously I'm going to watch both, but. 
I mean, I'm still going to watch it, but to me, it's like, I found it to be a distraction from the reboot because, you know, mm -hmm. they're rebooting the women uh, or they're rebooting New York with all new women. And right. to me, it's like, okay, we should let the reboot air first so we can meet these women mm -hmm. before. Cause if we're airing both at the same time, nobody's going to want to watch the new women because they have not. Are, is that what they were going to do? I mean, I, that was the timeline that was initially given because they announced legacy around the same time they announced the reboot. Oh, that's but true. That's the women too much were, at one I'm time. Like, girl, like how are these women are, they're not going to be even given a chance by the fan base if they are being fed their Slorinda moments and Lumaine. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on, like, come on. No, so, be much smarter if they did it during completely opposite seasons. Exactly. Like, opposite like schedule. one at one end of the year and one at the other. So that way we get, you know, a good balance of it, but not all forced upon us at once. Yeah. I'm excited for the new New York though. I think that, um, Ramona and Luann and they were on the show for 13 years. That's a very long time. And mm -hmm. so, Mm -hmm. as much as it pains me that they may never be back on Bravo. It's, I do like a new era of New York because New York is beautiful and it's hilarious. And so mm -hmm. the comparisons are going to be inevitable. People are going to assign roles to these women. So the pressure is on, I'm guilty of it myself. I'm sure I'll do it too, but <laughs> um, I'm excited and I can't wait to see when we get that. So, but that's all I wanted to pivot to a little housewife okay. of, of New York gossip since we may not be recapping New York for a really long time. It sounds like. Yeah, that's true. All right. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we will go over Miami. Miami. Hey everybody. Welcome back. It is time for Mario and I to discuss the best housewives that's on right now. Yes. Real Housewives of Miami. Ay, por favor. Marisol. Anyway, <laughs> this is episode 12, and it's titled Apology Not Accepted. Larsa shows Lisa her support and a good time by taking her to a Miami hotspot. Julia struggles to make progress in the adoption process. Alexia, Nicole, Gertie, and Marisol's quadruple date heats up when Anthony and Todd exchange words. So... Episode 12 begins rainy, and it's with Marisol and Alexia walking into an, and I'm making little quote signs right now, ageless weight loss clinic. Alexia and Marisol talk about what happened a couple days earlier with Nicole and the lawyer, and Alexia says that you only throw your black Amex out like that at a strip club. And I would have to say I beg to differ because if I had a black Amex, I'd be throwing it out at Saks and Bergdorf's and... Anyone now, this, I'm curious. Um, I don't think there's an attorney in the world that's going to get offended by a black Amex to be used as payment or she to be thrown. Didn't like, throw it. She also exactly, didn't throw it. I went back and looked. Exactly. But uh, these girls are reaching. But go ahead. Yeah, completely. Um, at this same time, we see Nicole talking with Julia about the same subject. And clearly they have a completely different take on it and think that it's all petty nonsense, which it is. Uh, she then proposes a trip in support of Lisa to the Bahamas the following weekend. So it, it is so petty. I, I just, and we'll get more into it because I want to talk about that when we discuss the, when they're at the gringo dinner and the boys get into a fight. But meanwhile, as um, Alexia is waiting for her fat burning shot, she tells Marisol that she won't disinvite Nicole to the gringo dinner that she's planned, but 
She will let her come and then call her out in front of everybody. <laughs> I mean. Thank you, Alexia, for okay. clocking in. But you're yes. being messy, messy, She's messy, being messy. very messy. And I have to say as a side note, apparently this fat burning shot that Marisol is administering to Alexia, by the way, that doctors let her do that this clinic is needed once a week. So I was thinking, hmm, oh, 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 Ozempic. <laughs> once a week, you need this shot, this fat burning shot, and they wouldn't tell you what was in it. So now I have to go and investigate. I wrote down the name of this clinic. The, fa- <laughs> the <laughs> fact that they did this on camera, I'm like, wow, these girls have balls. Because first of all, Ozempic is treated for something else. But if I it know. is Ozempic, but... Who knows it's what it is? Very, yeah. I was like, okay. They wouldn't girl. say. They wouldn't say. They're like, we're not saying what's in it. I mean, would you take a shot without knowing what's in it? Not knowing what's in it? No. Like, yeah, I no. mean, un- definitely not. Not at some random clinic I've never heard of. Like, I, mean, I know, I know, with some guy. And then, he, wait a second. He actually, I think he poured Marisol a drink. Like, I think there was. He gave her a vodka and something. He hands her like a juice. He's like, here's yours with a shot of vodka. Marisol, Marisol, loves a cocky. Good for you, girl. But it's probably like 11 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my God, I, I think it had to be. And speaking of shots, we uh, we then flashed to Julia arriving at the Baccarat Lounge to meet Adriana for lunch and shots. Okay. News fest. Julia and her fake ass storyline. I can't. I okay. Can't, so I, can't. I was going to say this adoption storyline is giving me serious Astro Judge and Melissa Gorga, fake baby storyline vibes. So, so. I think so it's like, made up. Oh, my God. It's made up. It's boring. But you know what? To her Julia's credit, at least a lesbian's trying. Because Gertie on the other side is hella boring, too. But she's not even trying. She's just sitting there. I'm just like. She's petting a turtle. Because I was looking at, like. <laughs> I was looking at the cast because, you know, we're winding down. They uh-huh. just filmed the reunion. And I'm like, who's the weakest link? And my brain went to Julia because she is trying. But then I thought, well, damn, like, I don't even think I wrote Gertie's name down when I was typing about. It might be Gertie. Yeah, and I like Gertie, Gertie but I think I she like might Gertie be better too. as friend of. Yeah, Gertie's more friend of. Um, but Julia's fake ass storyline, she blabbered on. I was just like, oh my God. I can't. So... And I wonder, I feel like maybe they would give Julia another season just because Andy enjoys having Martina. Yeah. That's, around the housewives, that's... which is pretty funny. And the optics of it all. They don't want to get rid of the only lesbian housewife right away. Like, listen. Right. It is a twat. And right. you know what? That's true. Just disclaimer, no tagging. If you are listening to this podcast, do not tag anybody we talk about that is snitch tagging one real yeah, quick please you people what on twitter you? especially you newbies need to learn do not <laughs> tag anybody do not tag thank me you post. do not tag mario do not tag andy cohen do not tag anybody we speak about if i want them we... to know what i'm saying i will tell them myself thank you leslie because i feel very supported i called out my friend brandy i'm gonna call her out right now she's oh by the way she loves the show she's a listener um so brandy sends me a screenshot and she apparently spread some gossip to tommy lee's um girlfriend or something and she's like oh my god tommy lee's girlfriend replied to a message i or current wife i sent her something that some other account said mm-hmm. and i said why would you snitch tag <laughs> and she goes it wasn't anything mean and i'm like hold on did the original content creator tag her and she put no 
And I'm like, okay, well, that's good that you didn't send her anything mean. But if you ever tag someone in some shit, I say, I will cut you. Like that is oh, yeah, not that's an instant block from me. Oh my God. And so I even told her that one time someone tagged Tamara and something nice. I said, uh-huh. this was before Tamara judge followed me. Right. And I was still so annoyed. And so yeah. I said, I'm like, listen, and she's like, well, I never thought homegirl would respond. And I think that if you say something on the internet about someone, eventually it will get back to them. And I'm just like, listen, I don't need you to play the messenger. homegirl. Mm-hmm. If I right. wanted to tag a bitch, I would tag a bitch. But the fact that you took it upon yourself to tag anybody snitch tag 101, yeah. don't do it. Cause you might, I've gotten blocked by a housewife for no reason. I need Mary Cosby to unblock Love Andy C on Twitter. That's my latest campaign. Cindy loves Mary. Yes. Somebody tagged Mary on a thread that Cindy was tagged in. Had and nothing to do with. Right. Everybody got blocked. That's right. the problem. I have to say the people that I have been blocked by, I have just said something right to their faces. Me and too. That's why. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry to segue, but who are you blocked by? <laughs> uh, Jill Zarin. Yay. Uh, Lisa Hochstein. So, oh, and which makes me feel bad because like, I, I'm not, you know, I wasn't her hugest fan, but I like her. I feel bad for her and I'm really enjoying her on the housewives now, but she got, she blocked me because like, I don't know, a few years ago there was a hurricane and she posted a very tone deaf picture of them standing in front of a private jet to leave while, you know, oh, we're going to allow somebody to stay in our house or something. And it was just very like, and I'm like. Are you very elitist? You know how many people don't have like a private jet to jet off on? Just go. You don't have to post it. Nobody cares. And I got blocked. And not (laughs) only did she block me, Lenny blocked me, and Lenny blocked me on Instagram as well. So, which is so like he really took the time to block me. When I go to Instagram, I have to sign in under another account to see him. They know your impact, all right? You're a Miami OG. You're a Miami (laughs) OG, girl. We know this. Um, I was blocked by Soggy Flicker from Jersey, which is fine. Oh, no, I'm not blocked by her, but I've told her off. I called her Soggy on Twitter, and she blocked me. (laughs) And then this one kind of hurts because I don't even hate the bitch that much, but Camille Grammer from Beverly Hills blocked me. Because okay. it was during the Brett Kavanaugh election hearing, and you know how mm-hmm. she was trying to equate her experience on the show mm-hmm. to what to what poor Brett was going, and so yes, she yes. tweeted something. I quote tweeted, thinking she'll never see it anyway, but I did quote tweet her, and I said something along the lines of like, "Nobody's coming for you; they're just calling out your privilege, you tone deaf moron." Oh and, my god! And then. And I saw this tweet is no longer available. And I went to her page and she blocked me. And I was like, damn, I, sh- I let my emotions win. Because as much as these women annoy me, I don't want them to block me. Like I, I don't want to be see- blocked either. I know. I, I need to still see need to see on. the gossip. I still need, th- you know, we're journalists. So we need to see. Right. <laughs> we well, need to act yourself. Here. You know, a lot of these women, like Sonia, I think it's an intern doing all of her social media, but a lot of them are on there participating. I know, exactly. Especially the newer wives. I Nene Leakes. Oh, that one hurts. Me. That like one hurts. Especially when it's an OG or a Titan. Oh, girl, and like... I used to be a Nini stan for a long time. And then, so I tweeted, like, when everything was hitting the fan with her, I'm like, I'm just so disappointed in Nini. I didn't tag her. I didn't tweet at her. I just said it. And then I got blocked. So, yeah. But most well, of the time, when you tag somebody, Brandy, when you snitch tag, when you snitch tag we might risk getting blocked because even if it's a nice thing we said we don't know how they're going to receive it that's why i don't tag nobody that's the like, thing. right and, i know 
So anyway, sorry to go off on a tangent, but I told, but I warned Brandy. I'm like, I'm going to ask Leslie Mm -hmm. her POV. I need her POV. So I'm calling, I may may be calling Julia boring right now and accusing her of faking a storyline, but I don't want to tell her that on social media. Cause if I see the bitch at BravoCon, I'm going to go up to her and be like, Hey, oh my God. I love you so much. Your show is my favorite. You're the best one on the cast. I love your storyline. It's so great. Heather, I love that dress. Oh my God, Heather, I love your black eye. (laughs) So anyway, we move on. Back Back in in Miami. Uh, So Larsa arrives at Lisa's house. And Lisa tells her Lenny is trying to get an order to remove her and the kids from the house in 30 days. Oh, fucking kidding me? What he wants to put them into a rental while Lisa house hunts. And I'm sure it would be the most fabulous rental ever. But those are his kids. Why doesn't he move out into a rental and then Lisa can find somewhere else to live or whatever? He is making her life hell. And then I see people on Twitter saying, well, what makes her think that she's entitled to a house that she can't even afford? That's That's not not the the point. point. Yolanda. That is not the point. In Florida, unless the other person... I'm fairly sure of this. I'm not a lawyer, but I play one on TV. I think that you have to either buy the other person out of the house or you sell the house and split the proceeds. I mean, and she's entitled to it. She's lived there for what, like 15 years or something? Or she's she, married to him for that she long? Has, she has paid her dues because Lenny was never cute. So the fact that, you know, the Barbie had to play the role of the Barbie for that long. I know. To, I mean, come on, Lenny. Give this woman no, and her just, face just a break. Whatever, like, then buy her out of the house. If he wants to stay there, then give her half the money of what the house is worth, and she can go find something else then. if if. But to make her get out in 30 days and the kids, this is they're little kids. This is the only home that they've, like, ever known. That's just – it's not right. It's not right. Yeah. And, you know, Lisa tells – um Larsa, that is just so hard to have a public divorce. I mean, it's bad enough anyway when you're just a regular person, but to have to do it on television in front of, of course, Housewives fans. And of course, Larsa made it about herself. And she's of like, course. I went through that with Scotty. <laughs> and I'm like, if you said, how many times has this woman said Scotty on the, you know, know. but what I laughed at is that Larsa pretended that she knows what Lisa's going through, but not really because. When Larsa's shit was going down, she was the one being accused of cheating on Scotty. So with Future, allegedly. very chill. I can't see that he was like pulling a Lenny on her. I'm sure he was cheating because basketball players are notorious. I actually, just as a side note here, interesting, fun story. When I was a Hooters girl back in the day, I, I worked at the Hooters that was across the street of this hotel that all the basketball players would stay at um, when they were playing the Miami Heat. So I waited on Scottie Pippen several times and Michael Jordan. They were teammates. Woof. and Oh, which Darren wanted me to correct to you because he was listening to our podcast yesterday. Ah! And you said that Scottie was Michael Jordan's adversary when, in fact, they were teammates. So he wanted me to tell you that. And I thought I they still like, hated each other, okay, though. Okay, but I don't think they were that friendly. Because I remember even when they would come in, they wouldn't even sit at the same table. So I thought they hated each other. I called yeah, them I an think adversary. there was a little something there. The only reason I said that was because now Lars is dating Michael Jordan's son. Right. So, so but weird. listen, tell your husband that <laughs> Pippen wrote in his memoir, they glorified Michael Jordan while not giving enough praise to me. So, yeah, they, 
There was no he thought he's love a really lost. nice guy, though, from what I remember. He took a bunch of us to dinner that night, like after, like a whole group of girls, like to dinner. I just I went love- to dinner. I don't know what others did. I only went to dinner. I, was I love that. See, but when I see tall ass basketball players, you know where my brain goes. Yes. I want to know. I want to know their shoe size. <laughs> I know you do. And, and maybe that's why Larsa walks weird because come on, if you are being penetrated by a broomstick, child like Daily you are gonna re- weekly right you're exactly. gonna recover and maybe that's why she needed to redo her butt because that... oh my god I don't if you're being that. if you're being piped by Pippin that is going to cause <laughs> some long-term damage yeah, so I, I fully so. support her <laughs> I think so yeah and I don't like that she compared her divorce because I feel like her divorce was like not easy no divorce is easy but it wasn't as contentious in my opinion as the, what Lisa is going through so yeah All right. So then we flash to Ball and Chain on A Street in Little Havana, which cracks me up because I was in there one night and I was not drunk, but I had on these shoes and they have this very uneven Mexican tile in there. And I fell no less than three times in there. So that was fun and not embarrassing at all. Of course not. It was like the night before Thanksgiving, everybody I knew was in there. And I just kept fucking boom. (laughs) As we say in my family, que vergüenza. Um, No, but you know what? The fact that they called it a gringo dinner in my culture, and this is the difference because I know that Alexia is Cuban, but in the Mexican culture, I always understood gringo to be the worst thing you could call a white person. Like that is a slur in the U.S. and it has a negative connotation. Really? I don't know. I've had people call me gringa. I mean, I maybe they're coming from love. I would not call you a gringa because I'm, that's just my Mexican culture. Yeah. Um, but I'm not surprised that Alexia thinks it's cute because she also thought all oh. Russian women were prostitutes. Yeah, so I can't with her. I know. I know. But anyway, well, so we... we're there at the gringo dinner. And Alexia, as we know, is still upset with Nicole, mainly because she thinks Nicole should have called her and apologized after her behavior at her house. Like, no, no. No. Good thing she don't get paid for thinking. Yeah. Well, they have a discussion then in their confessionals about who is the most gringo-like. And Russell, of course, and Steve win that round. That's Marisol and Gertie's husbands. Um, who don't say anything. They, uh, like, yeah, not I, I forgot they were there. Word. I forgot they were there, too. I, I think Marisol's husband is a robot. Like, seriously. There's nothing there. Um, anyway, so they're discussing also where the word gringo comes from. And Marisol in her confessional says that it came from the King Korean War, which of course she's dead wrong. Um, Alexia has some other story about it and she's like a little more right. It came from like Mexico or something. I don't when I, I don't even know, but she was I a never, little more right than Marisol. I never knew the origin either. So when Alexia gave that definition, I'm like, okay, I'll just go with it. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That's fine. I don't need to Google. It's all good. Yeah. So they proceed to order shit ton of Cuban food, which is fried and super fattening, yet delicious, minus the plantains for me, because I don't fuck with bananas. (laughs) I just don't. Uh, Marisol, surprise, surprise, is on a liquid diet and doesn't eat anything. That girl. She worries me a little bit, I have to say. I'm not going to be judgy, but, you know, maybe it's just for the camera. I don't know. I don't think it is. What I thought about, if somebody struggles with their uh, relationship with food or has mm-hmm. any type of uh, unhealthy relationship with food, if they're seeing Marisol get shots for fat loss and only be liquid, like, that could be triggering. So that was a little, oh, for con- sure. it's yeah. a little concerning to see Marisol just normalize it so much, but you know, I know you, it is. I mean, that's what are we going to do? Her yeah. life. 
So Alexia starts in on Nicole about what happened and Anthony chimes in defending her. Um, I, I'm sorry. I know some people don't like the husbands to get involved, but I'm always so amused when they start fighting. So I was fine with that. I'm um, Ale- I'm good with it. Alexia explains why she's upset and it's apparently because of the Amex incident. She says Nicole disrespected her house and her friend by throwing a credit card at him. Now, like I said before, and I, I made a note to myself, go back and look, please. I did go back and look. She did <laughs> not throw any credit card. She handed it to him. Um, Alexia claims that the lawyer is very offended, which I think is bullshit. Yeah. So Anthony says that the, they'll send him flowers and chocolates. So then I said, cue this look on Todd's face, which I paused and I'm going to show you right now. Hold oh my on. God. <laughs> I mean, what? How else are you going to react? Because Anthony Nicole's husband was cracking me up. Like he oh my was God, cracking like me up. He's really. I funny. love him. He's funny. He's <laughs> gorgeous. Oh, I'm so jealous of Nicole. Oh my God. Okay. So yeah. So that look was. I I was just cracking up. I'm like, I have to pause this. So Todd becomes livid when Anthony says this about the flowers, saying he's being condescending and rude and tells him he's not a true attorney because he practices because of the type of law he practices and he has billboards. Okay. So three years of law school and a lot of hard work makes you not a real attorney because you're either an insurance attorney, which is what he is, or a personal injury attorney and not like a family law attorney. Where, come on, that. And at that point, I was like, these two are exactly alike. They are Alexia. And, and it was funny because Alexia was like, Nicole and Anthony will be married forever because they're the same rude, condescending person. Well, look at you and your husband. I'm like, Sorry. yeah, so, do, so are you and Todd. And what cracked me up about Alexia is that she just wants Nicole to realize that she lost this argument and she wants an apology. But That's it's like, bitch, wants, yeah. but it's like, bitch, you couldn't apologize to Adriana last week when you knew you were wrong. Like you she knew never. you were wrong. Well, and what so, I was thinking. Oh, you go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying like, it's like, girl, like you are demanding an apology for some tantrum that Nicole okay. might have thrown. Yeah. But now you are the one that spread fake information about Adriana. And but you can't say I messed up because she yeah. before Adriana got there last week, she did say in Spanish, I failed, I failed. And so right. she knows but now, she just but she's won't. like, you're not going to get an apology. I'm just like, OK, well, well the way that I see her besides her reminding me of Teresa, which she reminds me of Teresa so much now. And rem- they're both they're both Tauruses. I did not realize. They're oh, both mm, that's why they're I do like, enjoy a Taurus. So that's strange. me too. My me, son you is know, a Taurus. Virgos and Tauruses are compatible. And that's why it's funny because Nicole's a Virgo. So I'm like, you are seeing these stubborn oh, no ads. I love I Nicole. Know. Exactly. Thank you. So Alexia reminds me of a steamroller because no matter what you try and tell her, she's got the answer for it. And it's usually her answer is just her deflecting or trying to shut you down. I exactly. hate that or making an excuse Ugh. for or why she just, she's behaving yeah. this way. Total, total, and then, total. so that scene ends like on a bad, you know, unfinished note. And we come back to Julia talking to an adoption agency on Zoom. And I'm sorry, I don't care. So I'm going <clears> to <throat> move on. I don't. Yeah. Fucking Vicky. care. Vicky Gumbelson snore. Are you done yet? I mean, we get to Alexia and Frankie heading to the Demoya Foundation, which is going to help him to become 
more independent and he says that he's scared to take an Uber alone. I felt really bad for him in that scene. That's, you know, but hopefully they'll be able to get him. They're trying to get him a job and to be more independent because Alexia definitely hovers over yeah, him, and which I understand. I did appreciate, and this is to me as a, from a production standpoint, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. the storytellers like Alexia mm-hmm. because they're now reminding the audience that she has a redeeming quality. She's a good mom. Right. She, they went from that scene right to yeah, that scene. Because <laughs> they were like, we got to remind the audience right. that this bitch it might be. Sweet. A, yeah, yeah, but it was a very beautiful scene. And I do like her French, her relationship with Frankie. Definitely. Um, so as a mother, yes, very, rede- she totally redeemed herself because my heart was like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. Like I, I literally forgot. I literally forgot you know, how much she got like on my Disney nerves. Chills. Yeah, it's very yeah. sweet. And just Frankie is so sweet. And he's like, yeah. I only want my mom. Like, it's just sad. It's sad. Yeah, but it was very sweet. Yeah. She's a good mom to him. So then we flash to Gertie's house where her son has just gotten a turtle. <laughs> so exciting. Um, Killer. It's the, it's the only reptile I like, by the way. I mean. Ugh, uh, I, I like, I like no reptiles. I'm good. Yeah, no. A turtle I could deal with, but nothing else. Anyways, she <laughs> FaceTimes Nicole, and the two discuss the upcoming Bahamas trip and the gringo dinner, and Nicole tells her that Alexia and her are meeting for a drink to try and put an end to what happened at Alexia's. Meanwhile, at Club 11. This is a club in Miami. Have you been to Miami. Club 11? Yes. I was going to say, have you been there? Of course. Of this course, is, I mean, I'm not a big clubber, but yes, I've been there. I've been there like twice. Um, this is like, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's a club and it's also like a high class strip club at the same time. So there's naked girls, but they're not, it's not like, you know, like think of your neighborhood strip club. Okay. Like, now it's not like I- that. Now you sound like me uh, selling me on a strip club because they sell steak and lobster. Yes. Well, okay, but they order food to the table. They're clearly in the VIP section or whatever, and they order the- food, and it comes in a fucking box. I'm like, they can't put the shit on a plate. It looks so. It must have been early in the day because That's that club looked empty. I was so embarrassed. I'm like, like, I would have left. Thirty on a Monday night or something because the only people in there are some like weird looking tourists sitting next I'm to them like, filming them on their phones like, i would have been like we gotta go we look so pathetic uh yeah. it is too empty up in here i know so they're apparently they're looking for dick for lisa there's there's like one dick in there it's like cooking that food in the box that just got delivered to your table because literally that place was empty so lisa then tells them that her trainer dropped her because he's training the mistress now oh, oh. My God. Oh, no, rich girl problems, but that is infuriating. It's infuriating. infuriating. And it's not about the trainer. It's about yeah. how Lenny's finding ways to just get on Lisa's to last just nerve. To her. Right. Yes. Like everything he's doing. That's why, again, like, I just want to know why he hates her so much. Was there something that we don't know about? I don't know. Mm, yeah. Anyway, they discuss Lenny for like 137 hours. Kiki gets bored, <laughs> decides to go swing on a pole. And that was the end of that. Good for Kiki. Um, I was I was over it. So we see Nicole. She's meeting Alexia at this restaurant called Amara at Paraiso, which I've been there. And it's actually very pretty. It's right on the bay. It's beautiful. Um, they're discussing the situation yet again. And of Nicole course. tries to explain like her very best why she did what she did and what triggered her. But uh, it just, Alexia, there's no, there's no comprehension there. Nope. She's not getting it. Like nothing. She is, and nope. The best part is, is that Alexia tells her that it's narcissistic behavior. And we flash to Nicole at a confessional who's saying, 
I was born a star, like talking about Alexia when yeah, she's saying that in the Alexia and was, flash to that. Alexia was completely, completely projecting when she said that yeah. Nicole's a narcissist because I'm like, Alexia, you're the one that calls yourself a star. You're the one who refuses yeah. to not humble yourself. So I think we got to tone it down. Yeah. Zero self-awareness. I mean, yeah. at this point, Nicole just apologizes so they can get on with it, which I respect her for because that's what I would do. I would be like, yeah. you know what? I can just eat this and apologize because I, how many times can you explain to somebody how you feel about something with them not getting it? I wish Nicole would have asked Alexia to spell narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> My God. She can't even say the word Carl. Exactly. Carl like, girls, so. I would have been like, can you spell it and define it <laughs> since that's what you say I am, Teresa Judice from Cuba? Oh my God. Meanwhile, flash to, okay, so that scene ends. She apologizes. Everything is good. They start talking about the Bahamas trip. And then we get a three days later. Dun, dun, dun. And they're at, they're at Bahamar, where I have my 50th birthday. Just yeah. And all hell breaks loose at the dinner table. And Mar Alexia tells the ladies that Marisol isn't there because she thinks somebody is doing witchcraft on her. <gasps> so who's the witch? I need to know. Just when you think this this city cannot get more telenovela, they are now talking about brujas and witchcraft. I'm yeah. like, it's living, so Miami. Living, I just, exactly. I so yeah. Miami. And everybody from Miami who watches it has the same opinion. They're like, this is just so, so I don't know. I love it. Uh, I love it. Yeah. And, um, and then more drama ensues. And the episode ends with Adriana being wheeled out. A la Vicky Gumbelson in Iceland. In a wheelchair. <laughs> oh, good Lord. You know, nobody's doing it like Miami. And no, I wish more people. I mean, a lot of people are talking about it. Andy had Alexia and Marisol on Watch What Happens Live. Yes. So to me, that was, that was a good indicator that he's recognizing their impact. Um, but wow, it was so funny. Like these women still crack me up. And I know that Potomac may have been a snog but they still make me laugh but oh, Miami Miami is definitely my favorite city airing Jersey has a lot of pressure to yeah I'm looking to, forward to Jersey and the OC yes. and just so you guys know we're gonna start recapping Vanderpump Rules as well yes maybe the trailer we'll even was have really like a good. second episode during the week to do that maybe we'll see we'll see we'll, we'll see we'll see you guys we're, we're we're learning as we go but we I did are. The Pump Rules uh, modified intro was really cute. I did oh like Oh my the... God, I loved it. Yes. Now I'm making a reservation at Schwartz and Sandy's because I'm going to LA in the end of March. So, yes, mama, you better, of course, you're going to report back. I love it. All right. So, that was our show for the for the week people for the week people i'm glad you guys are listening and you guys tell me you laugh and yes. i forget that with it we public or we publish this uh eventually so i i just mm -hmm. remember i just think i'm talking to leslie so if i right. say something that offends you please call customer service and they will get back to you because i <laughs> please don't call care. customer service at <laughs> 1-888 you <laughs> but please give us five stars Yes, and we know that who those who that one star <laughs> rating is from. All right, haters, you're still listening. So, and you can yes. call one eight eight eight. Fuck off. Fuck off. To quote right, Brandy well, Glanville, "Fuck off." Well, this has been East and West with Mario and Les, where we'll re recap your mess. I love talking to you, Leslie. We will I see love everybody. To you, too. you have a great week, and I will speak to you soon.
Bye-bye, darlings. Bye.